Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to our Monday Night Truth and Liberty live cast. I'm Andrew Womack and we've got Richard Harris here with us. He is our executive director. You That's the first time I've ever gotten this title <laughs> right, but part of it's because he keeps changing. I keep changing it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard's with us and then we got Lance Williams with us and I tell you, we'll give him a better introduction, but this is a trophy of God's grace. Amen. You are going to love what God has done in Lance's life. It's just awesome. But uh, we want you to be a part of this, and so we're going to have questions. And I guarantee you, you're going you're gonna to have some great comments and questions at the end of this. And so I'm going to turn it over to Richard so he can tell you. And also, Richard, we need to tell him about tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Uh, specifically at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, we're going to have what we call our Karis Campus Reveal. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a big thing. I need everybody who possibly can to watch this. Of course, we'll have it archived, but we're, we're believing God that this is going to be big, and we've spent seven months preparing for this, wow. and so we need you to be a part of it. Yeah, and that you can watch that on awmi.net. Uh, it's going to be an amazing lineup, isn't it, Andrew? With yeah. Billy Epperhart, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse DePlantis, uh, Bill Johnson, uh, Dwayne Sheriff, who else? Uh, Richard Roberts, Rick Renner, James Robinson, Mike Huckabee. My goodness, this is like James a, Brown, James uh, J. B. Joni, Brown, um, uh, Lamb. Oh, Joni Lamb from wow. uh, Daystar, and wow, it's just got everybody. That's awesome, and and most of all, though, you 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 got to watch this because you're going to find out what God has put on Andrew's heart for the future of Karis Bible College in this ministry, and uh, it's gonna be amazing. I'm really looking forward to it, Andrew. Speaking of events, we've, we've also got the Heart of Christmas coming up. That's just uh, next week, December 9th through the 11th. That's this week. That's this week, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed a weekend in there you. somewhere. Yep. Uh, 9th through the 11th, that's the uh, amazing drama written by Robert and Elizabeth Murin, uh, and it's just an awesome time. I tell you, it's Broadway quality. The music, is it'll move you to tears. Uh, it's beautiful and it's pageantry and everything else and tells the story of the extra wise man and how he found his king and uh, you just need to bring the whole family out for that. Also the Living Nativity is coming up December 16th through the 18th at Karis Bible College. The campus is lit up with Christmas lights and you've got camels and Roman soldiers on horseback and all kinds of uh, you know just real live animals and everything and live baby Jesus. It's wonderful, wonderful. So come out for that. Also January 5th through the 7th the Phoenix Gospel Truth Conference. Uh, this is one of Andrew's main uh, GTCs. It's several days long, and he's going to be ministering with Lance Wall now. So that's going to be awesome. You can register for that on awmi.net slash events. And uh, also, speaking of resources, you know, we've got a resources page, a research center on truthandliberty.net that if you've never checked it out, I really want to encourage you to do that. There's literally hundreds of links on there on everything from voting resources to COVID to the LGBT movement and uh, freedom of speech and all kinds 
kinds of things. Uh, so no matter what your need is in terms of standing up for truth in the public square, you can probably find uh, resources on truthandliberty.net, including a 24-7 news feed from our favorite conservative news sources. And also, you need to subscribe to our newsletter and our email because we send out stuff all the time of, of ways and opportunities for you to get involved, to take a stand for Christ in the public square. And when you subscribe to our email, you'll be eligible to receive a free product. Last week, we gave away Andrew's book, More Grace, More Favor. Rob Ray, congratulations, Rob. You're the winner of that. So you'll be getting an email on how you can claim that gift. And tonight, we're giving away uh, Living in the Balance of Grace and Faith, Combining Two Powerful Forces to Receive from God. This is the first book of Andrew Womack's that, was, uh, that I ever had. It was given to me by a friend. And uh, it talks about the, the uh, grace and faith working together to produce the fruit in your life that you're desiring. So it's a great book. Uh, sign up to receive our newsletter today and be eligible for that. Also, uh, <clears throat> we do what we do here at Truth and Liberty through your generosity. And uh, 2022 is almost behind us, and we're looking ahead at 2023. And we have got even greater plans than what we did in 2022. And we are going to change the world with God's help, and you can be a part of that. All you have to do is go on our website to the donate page, uh, click on the donate button, and sign up to make a recurring contribution of $5 or more per month. And when you do, you'll be a Truth and Liberty member. And we'll see you send you a free copy of Andrew's Declaration of Independence. Andrews doesn't own the Declaration of Independence. Um, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and Andrews' Declaration of Dependence upon God and His Holy Bible. A great pocket resource there for you. And the last thing I want to mention is if you need prayer tonight, uh, we have, an, we have a, a room full of Spirit-filled, Word of God trained prayer ministers. Just call in 719-635-1111 and someone will be uh, more than happy to agree with you in prayer. Okay, so tonight our guest is Lance Williams. He's a blessing, and uh, he is the Colorado representative for Turning Point USA Faith. And this is Kirk Cameron. Charlie Kirk. Char Charlie Kirk. I knew it was Kirk. I'm sorry. I tell you, it's amazing that God uses me. I just, uh, anyway, we're... <laughs> We're glad to have you. And he is the Colorado representative. He's only been seven years since the Lord transformed his life. And God has promoted him. He came to our Bible college. And I tell you, we just saw Lance grow like a, I started to say a weed, but it was like a flower. There you <laughs> go. It yes. was awesome. And Amen. I mean, he would get so excited that sometimes he couldn't contain himself. You've gone through our practical government school, and now you are the representative of Turning Point USA so that uh, you go meet with pastors, I guess, and help them to get involved in the political process? Yes, sir. I'm the faith representative for Colorado and Utah and meet with pastors and help to engage the church in their community. As Richard just put it, stand for truth in the public square. It's really taking the church outside of the four walls, getting them engaged in the community. And so Lance, one of the things that makes this so powerful is to know where you've come from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so share with us a little bit. The very first time that Lance came to Bible school, he was high on meth. <laughs> you have quite a history. Matter of fact, he was asking us if we'd write a letter to grant him a pardon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would give me a pardon. So yeah. uh, you got quite a colorful history. Yeah. Tell us about how you came to know the Lord. Where should I start? It's a long story. I'll obviously keep it brief for time's sake. But I was a really good kid until I was about 15 years old, had my identity in sports. Mm. Society says that's a good thing. Had a lot of success my ninth grade year in football. With that came a lot of attention. But right at my peak, 
I got my legs taken out from under me, so to speak. I came down with Crohn's disease, which I'm going to say it now that I've been totally healed of. Amen. Sometimes I get to go on and forget to ever go back and say I got healed, but been totally healed of that, but I, I didn't know who I was for a time. I, it shook me to my core because my very identity was taken from me. Mm. So I remember before I ever got the stitches out of my stomach, I got in the fist fight, started drinking, smoking marijuana. Led to cocaine. Why did you get stitches out of your stomach from? Was this associated with the Crohn's disease? Yes, I, thank so you. So they can operate on you? Yes, I had four inches of my colon removed when I was wow. 15. Wow. And I played the last two football games with a big old knot on my side. And four inches of my colon removed, still had some uh, stitches like after I got out of the hospital. And uh, you got into a fist fight? Yes, which is just not smart. <laughs> I How did that turn out? Well, uh, did you, know, you win or lose? I did win pretty significant, significantly. And uh, when, I, when I did that, I was like, wow, that felt good. You uh -huh. know, and so I started doing that uh, more often and drinking, smoking marijuana, led to cocaine and meth. And meth was my real downfall. I did acid, ecstasy, all, I did all that stuff, but meth and cocaine were my main downfall. And went through. Let me just ask for my benefit what is the payback for that? Why, why do you do that? It's an, what is attractive? It's an intense feeling in the moment, and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I thought it was all just fun and games, but it is an intense rush in the moment. And what, what I've realized now, looking back, is you're trading all this joy and peace that God wants you to have, and you're trading it for a moment. Mm. But the moment is so powerful. I mean, I could, I'm not going to say some stuff because of you don't want to make camera. it attractive and stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But it is, it is so powerful. It's amazing how powerful it is. But it will completely steal, kill, and destroy what, mm -hmm. what the enemy does. And it's, it is a masterpiece for uh, the, the pow power of Satan, really, mm -hmm. the power of darkness. So how, how bad were you? Is it, I mean, were you functional? Were you able to function? At first. But it was when I started using a needle, I went through a lot of hardship, and after that, I just started sticking a needle in my arm and was shooting up several times a day. That right and there would stop me because I don't like needles. I didn't either. <laughs> it must have been, you must have felt like it was worth it to go through sticking yourself with a needle three times. I used to hate needles, and then I got addicted to them right. and was shooting up every day, and I was not functional after that. I, one, I mean, I would stay up three or four days a week at a time, and one day, one time I stayed up 11 days with no sleep. Wow. And I still, to this day, I couldn't tell you who that, who that day was real and who wasn't. I was just out of it. And I was in and out of prison, which looking back on it, that was a good thing because it was preserving me. Mm. It was keeping me from destroying my body and my Did mind. you get sober when you was in prison? For the most part. Yeah. I mean, could you still get drugs in prison? Yes, you can still get drugs in prison, but in the prison I was in, it wasn't, it wasn't as accessible. Yeah, other prisons are more open about that, uh, but I was, in a, I was in a prison that was, didn't have a lot of it. Hmm. So, yeah. Man, that is just wild. And how old were you when all this was happening? I did hard drugs for the first time when I was 17, and then I came to Karis when I, at the end of my 22nd year. So it was only five years, but it was five years of extreme because 
a lot of people my age, they were doing a little bit of drugs here and there, but when I did it, I just, I started hanging out with an older crowd and started doing as much as they were doing, mm. and they'd been doing it for 20, years. never did years. anything halfway. Mm. You just went all... That's right. Yeah. Mm. That can be good in the right things, but bad in the wrong yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's terrible. So did it cost you your family, friends? Oh, yes. What, what happened? Yeah, it was... Relationships? It cost me my health, finances, and I was sick. I mean... Uh, was actually, you know, with the, with the drugs comes a lot of other things. Mm. I mean, drugs is just part of it, but it brings a, a whole slew of other darkness, uh, dark things into my in my life. So I started having spiritual things happen. Uh, was sick all the time, mm. finances, and uh, ended up getting in bad relationships. One of them was was with a witch that I didn't even know she was into witchcraft at first, but. Uh, the enemy just really separated me from the people who cared about me yeah, right. and put me around uh, just wickedness. Mm. And it, it was influencing me. Now, if I'm not mistaken, mm. your grandmother, though, mm -hmm. was a Karis student. And yes. she kind of enticed you to come out here to Karis. Yes, yes. She, so I call her Nana Kay. Her name was Kay Williams. and She's a great lady. I remember her. Yes, yes. And then my other grandparents, they don't, they don't get... Uh, enough credit sometimes they really uh, raised me uh, for the most part and I still got a re great relationship with my mom and dad but spent a lot of time at my grandparents growing up but my grandmother Kay she retired from school counseling at 70 years old and came to Karis and a lot of the family thought she was crazy yeah. and she come out here she kept inviting me I rejected it told her no but I had an encounter with Jesus in 2015 that was so powerful that I honestly thought I had died and I was drifting up into heaven. Mm. And I'm drifting up and I just get caught up in the presence of God for four hours. Wow. And when I come back to myself, I'm literally stretched out, arms out, one foot in front of the other like I'm hanging on the cross. And I look at my hands and it physically looked like something had been driven through my hands. Mm. And that was in my darkest hour that that mm. happened. And what it you was... seeking the Lord? How did it happen? Yeah. I did start seeking the Lord. It's... You call it's, out to the Lord in the midst of all that. Huh? I did because I'd had an, a spiritual encounter before that that was not good. A few months before that, I had an encounter that, uh, and it's it's hard to say without it, taking time to explain it, but I had a devil inside of me. I had a literal demon on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not, that's no exaggeration. I believe that any time you take any drug that you lose consciousness and you aren't in control that you have some kind of a demonic deal. You know, yes. we call alcohol spirits or they used yeah. to. Yeah. And the thing was, it was progressive. It wasn't like I did drugs one time and that happened. It was, right. it was progressive to where I started encountering them and I kept on and I really invited them into my life through not only my words, but my actions. Mm. And then eventually uh, one or multiple got on the inside of me. And I could tell you the moment it happened, because it was a supernatural encounter, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. But it led me to start seeking God. And then it led me to this other encounter where I was caught up into the presence of God and he totally delivered me uh, from the demons inside yeah, of me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You could tell they left. Yes, yes. Right after that, I mean, it was a piece that I was not familiar with. Mm. And after that, I started, I kept, after that, I walked out of that church. I remember thinking, I'm never getting high again. I'm never sleeping around again. But it was that night or the next day that I was messing up. But something had changed. Because mm. I, would, I would literally get high and just chain smoke my cigarettes and talk with God. 
I would tweak out on prayer, so to speak. <laughs> but I would, I'd get high and just talk with God. You know, God, the Lord is so awesome yeah. because most religious people, if you mess up like that, well, then you just blew your chance. Yeah. Yep. And God just loved you because He looks on the heart. Your yep. heart was changed even though your body and actions were yes. changed. Yes. And I was mm. seeking Him high on meth. And I remember one day I was sitting there praying. I was praying for a way out. Like, God, I want out of this mess. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and God speaks to me and said, I provided your way out a year ago. And he reminded me and my grandmother invited me to this Bible college in oh, Colorado. How so was it that? a year after this encounter when you came to school? No. So my grandmother invited me a year prior to oh, okay. when I had this encounter. So months later I had this encounter and then I start seeking the Lord over a way out. Mm -hmm. And he shows me he already provided my way out, and, mm -hmm. but I didn't even see it. And in that moment I realized I'm praying for a way out. This Bible college is my way out and I knew I just had a knowing if I didn't take this, I was going to die. Mm. Now, and that was even secondary though. Like I, in that moment, he put his desire in my heart. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And even though I was messed up, I was delighting myself in the Lord at that moment. And he put his desires in That's my heart, awesome. literally like gave me his heart. Yeah. yeah. And then I called my grandmother up right then and said, hey, then I, you're not going to believe this, but I think I want to go to Bible college. And around that same time, they had a prayer walk at Karis Bible mm -hmm. College, mm -hmm. and they had a group praying for me. Yep. And so it was really cool for them, too, because they were praying for me, and then they got to see the result of their prayer. Mm. But awesome. had this, God, like, called my heart out of the grave, just like He called Lazarus out of the grave. Mm -hmm. He called my heart out of the grave that day. Mm -hmm. And long story short, three weeks later, I did a shot of methamphetamine, got on the plane, and came to Karis Island. <laughs> <laughs> and been clean ever since. <laughs> wow. and so your first day in Bible college just in is case. high on meth. Yep. So I, how did you get free from that? I remember that when you were in school, you just got so excited you would run, you would stand <laughs> up and shout. I mean, it was transformational for yes, you. Yes, yes. Well, I, I, so I, on November 27, 2015, I came to Karis. And November 30th is when school started. And I remember coming down off drugs uh, during praise and worship, I was standing up and but falling asleep <laughs> from being up so long. But uh, after that, it was December 6th, uh, 2015, that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Amara is that's almost that's seven right. years. That's yeah. right. And I remember going outside to smoke a cigarette after I got filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I remember smoking that cigarette and I literally, the trees got a little greener, the sky got a little bluer. Literally things had a little more color to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is going on? But mm. it was, I, I, it's like a fog was lifted, but even much more so with my spirit, if that's the best way to say it. I started getting revelation of the Word. I started seeing things in the Word that I, I started having a real relationship with Jesus. Amen. And then through the Word of God that's uh, being taught at Karis, I was being discipled. I, mm. It wasn't just saved and stuck. I was mm -hmm. being discipled. I started learning about how to have a real relationship with Jesus. And I remember the first teaching I got a hold of was Effortless Change by Andrew Womack. Mm -hmm. And man, that just... 
Hmm. That exploded in me. Hmm. I said, I'm going to take the Word of God. I'm going to meditate the Word of God, and it's going to become a part of me. And I tell you, it has. Praise and God. I wish awesome every Bible lives. college student would respond <laughs> the way that you did. I remember you just sometimes get so excited, you just shout out right in yep. front of everybody. And I was getting so set free, I didn't know how to handle it. So yeah, time, times in class, it's literally like shackles were being broke mm -hmm. off me. And yep. there's times in class that I would stand up and just shout. And I remember a, a student, he was a third year student at the time, he came to me years later and he said, Lance, he said, I'm sorry, I was wrong about you. He said, I thought you were a fake. He said, but I see that it's genuine now. Yeah. Mm. And so some people probably thought it was for attention, but it wasn't. No, I mean, so, God so you graduated second year when? 2017. And you left and went, uh, you went to uh, Dwayne Sheriff's. Well, I did ministry school 2018. Oh, and okay. then I went, I left and served in Victory Life Church in Durant. Yeah, and that, is that where you found your wife? It is. I was there, but we're both from the same hometown. In Arkansas. Yes, and neither one of us lived there. She was in Little Rock. I was in Durant, and we both go home for Christmas, and I'd been praying for a wife, and I look up in Walmart, see this beautiful woman waving at me, and come to find out she wasn't waving at me. She was waving at somebody behind me. <laughs> <laughs> but that got you going, huh? Yes. We talked for an hour, hour and a half in Walmart, and then six months later we were married, and God spoke to us about, she moved to Oklahoma, and then God spoke to us about coming out here to Colorado for her to go to school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And he put it on my heart to go to government school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that's so awesome. you really felt a call to get involved in the political process. Yes. It was something that had been growing on me ever since I came to Karis. I wasn't mm. political at all. Right. I remember the first time I, I voted that uh, I didn't even know what party I was. They asked me what party, and I said, I don't know what everyone Trump's on. <laughs> and they, they said, shh, you can't say that. <laughs> so I didn't know what party, but it just kept growing. And I realized the importance of voting in elections. Mm -hmm and finished ministry school and I had the thought, I remember thinking, I bet that government school would be pretty cool. Mm. But I didn't feel that I was supposed to spend a whole, invest a whole year in that at the time. Mm -hmm. But then three years later, um, God brought me to government school. Yeah. And was it three years? Yes, it was wow. three years, yep. That's three awesome. years. And it's really cool, I, I had an opportunity to be class speaker in second year and I, I missed it. I, I was in Arkansas and missed it. And I was really bummed about that because I wasn't there to receive the nomination. And then all these years later, I go to government school and had the honor of being class speaker for the mm -hmm. practical government school. And it's like, I, I, I thought I missed something here and God just gave it back to and me. You, and you hit it out of the park at that graduation. I, I think there's that. a standing ovation. Was, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Yeah. Well, and Lance, what you know, most people, you, you had an advantage of not necessarily having a lot of religious baggage, but a lot of people would come and think, oh, God's moved in my life. He's calling me to the ministry mm -hmm. and would think government. No, that's not ministry, right? But did you have to go through a process of thinking about that, you know, and how did you come around to the place where you realized that you were called to go to government school? Well, so we was, knew he was coming out here for Emily to go to school, my wife, and, and y'all ought to meet her. I mean, I know y'all have met her, but for the audience, she is incredible. I'm, I'm so blessed to have her. She's got to be a special woman to marry you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> She's incredible. I tell you what, I, I was patient, waited on the Lord, and mm. He's really blessed me with a spouse. But we came out here for her to go to school, and I started praying, God, what am I supposed to do? I mean, we got Emily figured out, and we were at the Summer Family Bible Conference. I remember we traveled up here because they offered me five minutes to speak there. We traveled 
all the way across the country for five minutes to speak, but that's how much it meant to me. Uh-huh. And we were here, and then uh, uh, Bob McEwen was here. Yeah. And he explained his thing over taxes. Yeah. And it just, man, that just went off on the inside of me. And mm-hmm. Daniel Bennett got up to speak later that day, and he said, well, you heard from Bob McEwen. And I, I, let me back up. I told Emily, I said, I said, wow. I said, that really hit me. Mm-hmm. That really went off inside of me. Well, when Daniel Bennett is speaking, he said, well, you heard Bob McEwen, if that really hits you, then government school's for you. And that was my exact words to Emily, man. That really hit me. And, That's great. And right then I looked at Emily and I said, I'm supposed to go to government school. Wow. Because it had been growing on me and didn't even have the money to do it. We had the money for hers, but not mine, And but made the commitment. The money was there. And I'd say every day in government school, it's just like, I am supposed to be here. Mm. And so what I, did you learn in government school? What is it? Give a little pitch for it. Well, the great Richard Harris right here, he has several great classes. Uh, He taught us things from the founding era, like how our country was founded on, uh, you know, biblical type things. Like Mm -hmm. we were just talking before about the the class, uh, the judiciary and the Mm -hmm. word, Bible or something like that. Uh, So Richard has a lot of great classes on that. We have David and Tim Barton that really are specialists in teaching the the foundation of this nation. Bill Mm -hmm. Federer is great. He he does a great job of showing what's happening now and then tying it to when this has happened before in history. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then John Guandolo, man, that class was awesome. Mm. Uh, he, he, He exposed us to what Islam and communism is all about and where a lot of these religious folk or not religious folks a lot of these politicians are saying that Islam is a religion of peace mm-hmm. he showed us that's not the yeah. case yeah. he mean, used to be with what was it he was with the FBI, FBI. Uh, yes. and the Navy before and that. I mean he was high in that deal and yeah. he knows a lot of the background of what's really going on he was in the counterterrorism department yeah, yeah. yes and now he has an understanding of the threat. Mm-hmm. Great organization. Yep. Uh, we learned so much like that. I'm, I feel like I'm leaving so much out. But just learning this, that how this country was founded was so inspirational. And it, now it's a little discouraging to see how far we've strayed. Mm. But I believe that we can get back there. Amen. Yeah, amen. I believe and, we are. And again, there's so much that I'm leaving out. I mean, we went to college campuses, a college campus, and was talking to people about abortion on college campus and things like that. I, I went call, to the. I call that pro-life evangelism. Yeah, that's good. When you go on the campus, uh, they go down here to um, CU Colorado Springs, and they and they ask students get a clipboard out and ask them about their opinions mm-hmm. on abortion, and and you you always end up talking about God, mm-hmm. right? You can't hardly help yourself because mm-hmm. that issue always takes you right back to who is this little baby in the womb and how did he get there, and 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 uh, you end up leading people yeah, to Jesus. Yeah, even. yeah. So. Is there anything else I'm missing on government school? I know there's so much. Oh, more. there's so much, but yeah. you know, one of the things we try to do in there is, is, is worldview. We try to talk to you about how to, yes. how to look at the big picture biblically, you know, and, and the foundations of a, of a biblical worldview versus um, really everything else. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you've only got Christianity and then every other philosophy there ever was. Yes. And, um, and I think yeah. that's transformational for, transformational for a lot of people. Yes. And then we ran actual campaigns. Yeah. We got graded on that. Yeah. So awesome. you graduated from practical government school and then how did you get into working for Turning Point? Well, so I was trying to work for Truth and Liberty, <laughs> and I was volunteering, just hoping that somebody would see me and give me a job. Oh, really? Yes. I and missed that. <laughs> did you know that? Well, I did, but um, the, the openings we had, I didn't feel in my heart they were the right fit for Lance. Mm-hmm. And so 
I knew that was going to be a little bit discouraging, but you're a patient guy. And look oh, what's yes, happened. and I understand that. Yeah. And was actually volunteer, volunteering with Priscilla, who Priscilla Lua, who works for Truth and Liberty, mm-hmm. just volunteering. And one day she's like, "Hey, have you checked Turning Point?" And I, I was without a job for a month and a half. I was working in Arkansas. We spent the summer there after this last school year. And then came back and I was like, God, I want something in line with my vision. I'm passionate about faith and politics. What's a job I can do that's in line with my vision? And she had mentioned Turning Point, didn't think much of it because I knew they were in Arizona. A couple days later, I'm praying about, God, what do I need to do? And that just come back to me. And I got on there and just said, well, I'll see what they got. Because I didn't think I could relocate with, because Emily is in second year right now. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I couldn't relocate. But I got on there and saw that they had a faith department, which I didn't know they had, and that they're expanding into Colorado. And I was like, wow, I need to apply for that. Mm -hmm. And applied for it. And I went a month and a half without a job. And one day, three opportunities came in. I had an opportunity for an interview with uh, Senator Mike Lee's campaign up in Utah, uh, the Karis Recruiting Department, and then uh, Turning Point USA. And out of all three of them, I was like, God, I want this Turning Point job. And mm. I started thanking him for having that job before, he, before I even got hired. And So what do you so, do with Turning Point? So I, I traveled the state of Colorado. I hadn't really made it into Utah yet, but I travel and I, I meet with pastors and churches. And if they're interested in what we're doing, what we're about, then we partner with churches. So what does Turning Point do? So Turning Point, with, so I'm with Turning Point Faith, and we help to engage the church in the community. So like I'll meet with the pastor. If they're interested, I'll help organize a civically minded group in the church and help that, that group. And it can be whatever the pastor wants it to look like. We're just there to help organize and to help fund it. And so uh, the pastor funded. Yes, we give money to churches and and helping that way. Man, I I would imagine every church would accept that if you're going to be helping them financially. You would think so. Yes. (laughs) Has it not worked that way? Well, some churches say they don't want to get political. And at Turning Point Faith, we are not a political organization. We're a 501c3, just like a church. But when you talk about standing for truth in the public square, people automatically think, well, that's political, mm. which that's, it shouldn't be that's that. That's just moral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, who yeah. is better equipped to have a, a perspective on what's right and wrong than the church? Right, right. Yeah. But you know that whole Johnson Amendment thing where uh, churches think they can't speak out because of 501c3, and that's just, that's put a lot of fear in pastors, and they think that they can't get involved. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really been a tactic of the enemy to to keep the church shut up. So have you yeah. seen some churches respond positively? What do you help them do? What yes, so so back to what I was saying, we help to organize groups that get involved. They could be going to school board meetings, city council meetings, going to pro-life events. Through that group, we'll actually help uh, organize events. Here recently in Centennial near Denver, we had a pro-life, or I, I hate to say pro-life, but more of like the sanctity of life. We had an event where we we had a speaker come in, educate the community over what abortion is, how it's performed, and then what the biblical stance on abortion is. And we so we helped organize that. Turning Point gave money toward the event, and then also we helped to fundraise uh, for the rest of it. And so that's some things that we do. We also send pastors on trips. We send them to Israel. Uh, different things like you that. You say you send them, you pay for it? Yes. Turning so point. where does all this money come from? Charlie Kirk is the one that produces all this money? So Turning Point goes off donations, yes. And they have a lot of partners. 
and I think they have near uh, near 200,000 partners. And through wow. that, um, Turning Point's able to do what we do. So how do they get that? Is that because of Charlie Kirk's visibility? I'm, yes, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure on how all that side of things go. You don't raise the money, you just spend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use it to build the kingdom, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I've, uh, you know, this is a newer position for me, so I'm still still learning what all, um, you know, Turning Point does as a whole and everything, so. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Praise yeah. God. But it's. I think you've got an event coming up you wanted to tell people about. Yes, thank you, Richard. So we got our biggest event of the year coming up called AmFest, and it is December 17th through the 20th in Phoenix, Arizona. We're expecting over 10,000 people, and the speaker lineup it is incredible. It, I'm telling you, this speaker line, it doesn't get better than this. It is awesome. They're having, so Charlie Kirk, Candace Owen, Steve Bannon, uh, Carrie Lake. Oh, there's many, many more. Uh, Kaylee McEnany was the spokeswoman for Trump. You mentioned Rob McCoy. Rob McCoy, Matt Walsh, so many more that, that I'm not thinking. Mike Lindell is going to be there. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving out so many. Sure. But it's, uh, it's going to be a great time. And it's, it's really, uh, someone put it this way, that's kind of taken the, the place of CPAC in a way. So. so you're in the faith group that you go out and visit with pastors. Do they do things other than that? Yes. What does Turning Point do beyond what you do? Well, Turning Point started with going to college campuses, Charlie Kirk going to college campuses and educating college students on conservative values because that is, college campuses are indoctrination camps, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it started. And so I can't really speak in detail about the other, the other parts of it, uh, but I know there is a turning point action, which I think it's probably similar to Truth and Liberty. They're more the political side of things. And then after the pandemic, Charlie and the team saw the need for the church. Mm. And so they started Turning Point Faith because from what I understand, some people thought that the church would really take a stand more than what it did, and it mm -hmm. didn't. So saw the, saw the need for the church, and so then Turning Point Faith was created, and now we work specifically with churches to help organize churches to make an impact and stand for truth. So is this the um, website right there on the screen? Yes. If somebody's yes. interested in finding out more about Turning Point? Yes. If you want to get involved, you can go to tpfaith.com, and you can sign up there to get involved. And if you're in the Colorado area or Utah area, they will assign that contact to me and then I can reach out to you. And then if it's a different area, then the other rep can reach out. And that'd be awesome. Yes. And then with the, uh, with the conference, it's amfest.com. You can go to amfest.com. And with the promo code FAITHLOCAL, you can get a $250 off of an adult ticket. So there's a little promotion for it right there on the screen. Yes. And this is going to be in Phoenix in what, the convention center? Yes, convention center December 17th to the 20th. Well, man, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I got something going on or I'd love to go to that. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lance, that's amazing. So I'm curious about what you're seeing on college campuses. Are you having the chance to go to many college campuses here in Colorado? I don't. So I'm specifically with churches and then okay. we have a college rep and a high school rep mm -hmm. for that kind of thing. Are they in Colorado too? Or? Yes, we have some in Colorado. Yeah. Yes. Well, the recent election, the the Gen Z numbers were overwhelmingly Democrat, like over two thirds voted for the Democrats in record numbers. And uh, what are we going to do to to capture the hearts and minds of the younger generation? Uh, what's what is your organization doing about that? 
Well, they're certainly doing things. Again, I can't really speak much outside of the faith part of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like well, let me rephrase well, it. What's the truth? How did they reach you? How did, was it just God that reached you? Or is there something that they could have done while you were all screwed up on meth and all of this kind of stuff? Did you ever go to church? Did anybody ever reach out to you? Mm. As far as in what way? Well, I'm talking about you said that you just had this encounter where you, you'd had some demonic stuff and so you started seeking the Lord on your own. But is there any way that people could have reached you? I'm just wondering how do we reach Generation Z? Mm -hmm. I think... I think things, that every, they're so insulated today. Like when I was a kid, you had three networks, and that's all you had. Yeah. And they even went off the air at 10 o'clock at right. night. Mm -hmm. But now you've got hundreds of things. People can totally isolate themselves and just listen to what they want to and stuff. How do you penetrate that? I think social media is a big thing, that, you know, because that's where a lot of the younger people hang out. And so that, that's a big thing. And... You know, with me, people tried to talk to me, but I just rejected it until I had that encounter, until I had that desire. But Turning Point certainly is doing things to reach out, like on the college campuses, the political side of things, and then now with the churches. Um, but I'm, I'm really not sure how to, how to answer that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, We're just trying to make all the impact that we possibly can. It seemed like Generation Z, from what you're saying, Richard, they just turned out in record numbers Basically, what we had David and Tim Barton on here, and they were saying it was because of the way they framed. They spent 400, what, 35 million yeah. on ads, and they never mentioned abortion, but they said you're going to lose your freedoms, your mm -hmm. right, your health care, rights to health care, and they just mm -hmm. framed it in a way that Generation Z bought into it. Well, you know, Turning Point is, a lot of people think it's uh, more of a youth organization because of the college campus side of things. Uh, we work with all generations. Mm -hmm. But Turning Point does attract uh, a, a big part of the youth. And I think these events that they're doing, like AmFest, there's other events that they do throughout the year. And then we're going to be doing some events local. I know there's a, an event coming up uh, at the end of January at Fervent Church down in Colorado Springs. And then we're going to be doing some in Denver again mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Cross Point Community Church and hopefully some others. And that is a way that we're going to reach out on the faith side of things and reach all, all people, and including the younger generation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think the the younger generation are really being indoctrinated by really college campuses. Well, not only college. I mean, they're starting in elementary yes, school. Yes, it's true. They're, yeah. they're, making, they're presenting homosexuality, transgenderism, and stuff as normal. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. I tell you, if you get kids so that they don't even know if they're a boy or a girl and it's just up to how they feel that day, to me, that would open you up to all kinds of demonic oh, stuff no that question. would lead towards everything else. Yes. Okay. And they're pitting one group against the other. And I don't know how familiar with the viewers are with Saul Alinsky, but, you know, he was what they call a community organizer that Obama modeled after and Hillary Clinton. And what they do is they'll unify a small group, but then they'll sow discord between that group and other groups. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. With, they have to well, have that division and people are, are just looking for help so much that they're willing to give up freedoms mm -hmm. in order mm -hmm. to yeah. be able to get stability. Yeah. And a lot of the, the tactics, I just recently read the book, Rules for Radicals. That's that, Saul Alinsky. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of those tactics in there that he talks about, it's exactly what the left is doing today. Right. Just like... Well, they, see, they realize they have to, they have to destroy the culture mm -hmm. so they can take it over and then impose 
the Marxist collectivist uh, mm -hmm. stuff on us. And this is one yeah. of the things that our practical government school does so well. They show you our real biblical history and stuff. And if people really understood how this nation was formed and what it was based on, they'd never give up those freedoms. Mm -hmm. but they destroy the culture. They get you to where they think all the founding fathers were just racist and stuff like that. And they have to destroy the culture in order to change it. Yeah. We need to know our rights so we can not only defend our rights, but then go on the offensive and assert our rights. Yeah, we've got to we've got to somehow take over the education of our children, don't we? Right? We've got to get them out of those indoctrination camps and start teaching them the truth uh, about the Word of God and about our history. And uh, you know what you're saying, Andrew, reminded me there was a, a student. I think she was in your class. I might be wrong on this, but there was a student in the practical government school who was an African American woman from New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I remember when I was teaching on the Christian heritage of America and we were going through the race issue and how many of the original colonies passed resolutions opposing slavery, how hard they fought to end it, how the three-fifths clause in the Constitution is not uh, saying that... It's a negative, it's a positive. It's actually a limitation on slave power and trying to build the case. Anyway, she just was dumbfounded, couldn't believe it. She was shocked, and it really uh, awoke in her a spirit of patriotism that she had not known before. And so that's what, I mean, not to answer for you, but, uh, you know, going through the churches is part of it. I think the church needs to stand up, don't you? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, Andrew, you've taught before, you know, when, when a banker is studying something, they don't study every false thing out there. They study the real thing. They get so familiar with that. And one thing with the, the practical government school here is they go back to the original sources, the original documents. And see, the thing with with the young generation now is it's a term called revisionism. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not necessarily... I mean, they twist some things, but they also just leave out a lot. They leave out the faith part of our founding fathers. And that is another tactic from Saul Alinsky, actually. He, he said in his book, he said, something can be 52% this way and 48% this way. He said, but when you make a decision, it's a hundred and nothing. You focus on all the negatives and you don't, you don't allow one positive thing in there. Yeah. And you know, in a sense, Conservatives don't realize, but in an effort to make their point, they are promoting all of the negatives that the left is saying. Mm. And they are the biggest mouthpiece for this. Mm. And the uh, left, they don't promote what the right says. They just promote their ideology. And so they, they don't emphasize that. That's a good point, Andrew. And, and you can look on several different news networks and you're hearing the same phrases, the same thing. And people think that it's all these different news outlets, but it's really just a few running all these news outlets, if that makes sense. And they're all coordinated to say the same things to manipulate us to think the way they want us to think and then to carry out what they want us to carry out. I tell you, just yesterday I, I looked at a movie. It's actually a documentary, an hour-long documentary entitled Died Suddenly. And I tell you what, it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. And I've got some people that are trying to uh, verify the things that they said, but uh, yeah, I think it's worse than what we realize. Yeah. It, it's like a, um, there's a meme going around on social media, something to the effect of, um, uh, you, you know, you say it's a conspiracy theory, but give me about five minutes and then it won't be, <laughs> right? Everything that they called a conspiracy theory over the last five years is turning out to be true. Mm -hmm. Everything from... Elon Musk, as he's taken over Twitter, is finding out that all of the accusations that they made were true, that they blocked the stories about Biden's uh, yeah. laptop and the conspiracy theory and stuff. and. 
Yeah. Anyway, we we need to take some questions. Have we got any questions? That yeah, we've in? got a couple questions. You betcha. If you got a question for Lance or comment, you're welcome to uh, put it in. It'll be right there on the chat section. Yeah, and it can be about his testimony or anything. Um, well, here's one that asks, um, uh, do you, Lance, have to deal with the issues of contention when you work with churches? Uh, I'm not sure exactly what Robin here on YouTube is asking, but what kind of contentious issues do you run into with churches? The main thing is pastors think they don't want to get political. Mm -hmm. That's that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. Do you have a percentage, like what percentage of churches you go to don't want to get engaged versus those who do? Is it the majority that are unengaged or what are your... Yes, the majority are unengaged right now. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. It should be the opposite. Well, I yeah. tell you, if the last few years don't wake up the body of Christ, I don't know what will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's really the, the fear of man. They, a lot of pastors and churches, they just, they fear if they speak out that people are going to leave their church or they feel their IRS are going to come at, come after them or just certain things like that. It's really just a fear of man. But if we could just, if pastors could have the fear of God over the fear of man, mm -hmm. and it wouldn't matter. They would just so speak out to a tribe. You've probably had some uh, pastors that were indifferent towards you. Have you actually had any that were antagonistic and upset over what you were encouraging them to do? Yes, uh, one specifically, he uh, essentially told me I was lying to him that he called me and the organization uh, Christian Nationalist. And I thought, well, it's not such a bad term. I thought for me personally, <laughs> now I can't, I can't answer for Turning Point, but for me personally, uh, I thought, man, I, well, I'm not a globalist and I'm a Christian, so I guess I am a Christian nationalist. So <laughs> it didn't really bother me too bad. Well, if that's the worst thing ever said about you, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but they say that the left and, and some of these people say it in a derogatory way, but... Mm -hmm. Or just thank know. the people in their church, what they must be hearing, if that's the way he reacted to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. But so many churches, they just try not to take a stand. They try to stay in the middle to not offend anybody. But I think Jesus gave us a real good model of that. He said, lest you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you'll have no part of me. And it said multitudes turned and walked yep. with him no more. Yep. And he turned to the 12 and essentially said, you want to leave too? <laughs> so I think that's the way that pastors should be right there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we've taken a stand. And I, you know, this Rob McCoy you mentioned, he's going to be speaking at this AmFest. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rob McCoy was with us at our Truth and Liberty thing and they lost people when he took a stand, but they had what? 10 times as many yeah. people as left came back. Uh, mm. to, uh, and yeah. so people are looking for ministers that'll stand up. I agree stand. with that. Yeah, yeah. Looking for leadership. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I know after the 2020 election, I was just, I had a hard time and I got up, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. I got up and drove five hours to Victory Live Church with Dwayne Sheriff just to hear what my pastor was going to say about the election. And I just, I, I really appreciate having a pastor yeah. like that. And I wish more pastors were like that. And, and hopefully, hopefully we're getting there. I was talking to Dwayne today about that, that movie died suddenly. And yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. You got another question? Well, let's see here. Um, yeah, this, this viewer wants to know, um, how can churches prepare young people to face challenges to their faith? So, you know, the, the, the stats are pretty, pretty bleak for uh, Christian young kids that go to college. And uh, if they go into a secular university, you know, they're going to face this onslaught uh, that's going to deconstruct Let me answer that. Faith. They need to send them to Karis Bible College I'd say the same thing. at least one year <laughs> yeah. before they throw them to the lines. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that earlier that 
I think that every everybody needs to come to Karis once, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. before going to university. But I really, well, I, I'm not sure so sure about the university in general anyway. I mean, I yeah. think there's some good in it, but I think trade schools and a lot of things make a, a better option for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. A lot, you know, it used to be, oh, you wanted to have a good job, you need to go to college, mm -hmm. but it's not really like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of a lot of people are skipping college altogether. Which I yeah. haven't I haven't yeah. read it yet. Go ahead and start. Well, I, I was also going to say I think this question kind of goes back to what we we're saying though, which is the reason these these kids are falling away from the faith is because they're not being taught in the first place. And if, if the pastors would get, get teach a biblical worldview and mm -hmm. cover these things, uh, you know, and, and in, in all the ministry, instead of just talking, well, about the three steps for better whatever, you know, then, um, then maybe they wouldn't be quite so vulnerable. Yes, yes. You know, and if you'd stop and think about it, there are churches on every corner. Yeah. God has churches everywhere. If they would just stand up, if pastors would just get engaged, mm -hmm. we already have them everywhere, but they aren't, they aren't doing what God called them to do. Yeah. And that's why Turning Point Faith exists. We're trying to help get the churches involved and get pastors involved to take a stand and to get involved. Because, you know, just as uh, Jesus said, I, He's going to build His, uh, build His church. How do you say it? He's going to um, I'll build my church upon yes. this rock, and the, the gates, gates of, of hell, hell will not prevail. prevail. Yes, mm -hmm. and if we can get the church involved, then we'll be an unstoppable force yep. as as the body of Christ. And, and you uh, know, I actually, turn around. I actually believe that some of the stuff that's happening is actually good in the sense that we've got lots of people who are naming the name of Christ, but they don't walk the walk. And I think that Christians are now able to see who are the ones that are really committed to God and who are the ones serving themselves. And I think it's going to get rid of a bunch of these woke pastors. Mm -hmm. yeah. People, there's a lot of churches that ought to close down. Yes, yeah. and you know that's what I've been running into. I'll go to churches that have BLM flags and gay really? pride flags, and I mean when I see those, I just I don't even waste. But did time. you know this last week? We well, uh, some of you may be aware of this, but two weeks ago we had a shooting at a gay nightclub in Colorado Springs, and there was how many? Four people killed? Five uh, people? Five, yeah and a number of others wounded. And anyway, the city has come out. We've got a gay flag flying from City Hall. They have been on the news nonstop promoting homosexuality. And there was either 60 or 80 pastors that signed a letter in support of the lesbian homosexual wow. community. And when they put all of the names of these ministers, they had beside them their preferred pronoun. Yeah. They, them versus he, she, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so 60 something churches in Colorado Springs actually came out promoting homosexuality. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I mean, I just, to me, Andrew, that's the apostate church. I think it's incredible. You, it is demonic. It's 100% contrary to God's word from start to end. And, um, you know, the, you can call them. Uh, it's it's the Methodists, it's the Episcopalians, it's the Unitarians, and the con you know the Congregationalists, and all those uh, that are weak on the Word of God. And well, but you know, I saw. People, excuse me. No, that's okay. I saw two Baptist churches named on there, but the rest of them were those old. But I saw a thing today where they were talking about the vote for the uh, Marriage Equality yes. Act or whatever, yeah, disrespect for marriage acts, is what mm -hmm. I call it. And anyway, they listed all of the Republicans that voted in the House for it originally, and it's coming up for a vote again, I think, this week. Right. And so they were Tomorrow. asking you to contact them. And I went through that list, and there's two of the people on there. One of them is a friend of mine that I met in uh, Florida, 
and he is a very outspoken Christian and he has taken a lot of flack and yet he voted for this marriage equality thing. And another one is one that's I don't know personally, but he stood for a lot of good things. He stood against abortion and yet they're voting for these things. I don't understand. Uh, uh, it's hard to, hard to fathom. I, mean, I do know I've heard uh, say that the most of the representatives <clears throat> never read the re legislation. They have their staff that read it and then tell them how to vote on it. And mm -hmm. it's possible that they may not be knowing, they may yeah. not know what they're voting for. And a lot of times there are so many different subjects in one bill that if they vote against this, it's for this. And it's, I think that we need to have just one subject bills that people vote on instead of, because they try to, it'll be something really good and they'll try to tie in abortion or something yeah. with it. And That's true, but unfortunately it's not true on this one. Mm -hmm. I read this act and it's real short. It's like three pages, mm -hmm. um, but it requires every, every state, every, every official from the president all the way down to the dog catcher uh, has to extend full faith and credit to any gay marriage, mm. any actually any marriage. So any, whether it's polygamy or homosexuality, doesn't matter. If an, if any state in the union says that's a marriage, you have to treat it like a marriage. You don't get to decide for your state what the law is anymore. And so it's it's trying to make homosexual marriage a matter of federal statute, mm. federal law, and it's Sodom and Gomorrah. It mm. just is. It is. No. And if they pass this, the Senate has already voted for it. So yep. this will make it law if Biden signs it. Yes, if Biden signs it, it'll become law. Yeah, yeah. Now what? And they are actually repealing. They're actually repealing law. the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. And that was law. To the extent it would, yeah, it would cover this. So, so I guess this could be repealed if we ever win back the Senate and House. Well, it could. It could. But that's terrible. It'd become law. And I guarantee you, it's like letting a cat out of the bag. Once you do that, it's hard to get it back in there. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Man, so. we need a miracle in our nation, and I believe we're going to get it. Amen. Jesus. And Lance, you're part of the answer to see somebody yeah. that was a crackhead and, <laughs> and everything, and now going around helping churches get involved. That's encouraging. Amen. Well, it's thanks to uh, Andrew Mac Ministries and Karis Bible College, making disciples and I'll tell you what, just you and, and the school here helping me grow in the Lord. And I, like you said earlier, I've came a long way in seven, just seven years, but that's been because of what God's doing through y'all. I was telling Lance before the program started that, you know, seven years after the Lord touched my life, man, I was in the wilderness. I mean, I was learning, I was seeking God, but he's just so much further down the road than what I am. It's mm -hmm. encouraging to see how God's Amen. changing people's lives. Amen. I get to learn from your mistakes. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And Richard, well, we just had an ordination service with Richard today, and I tell Very you special. what, God spoke some powerful things. This man, mm -hmm. God is going to be using him in a special, special way. Thank and it's Jesus. just encouraging. There's a lot of good things happening. Yes. We've got more, you know, our response in our ministry, we're being overwhelmed with response. We're going to mm -hmm. be close to 1 million calls, just probably short of 900,000 this year. Wow. But that's wow. 180,000 calls more than we received last year. And as far as materials going out and just everything, it's just amazing. That is awesome. Good things are happening. That is awesome. Yeah, good things are happening. It's you awesome. You know, I, I was reminded earlier when you guys were talking about the story of Gideon, you know, mm -hmm. and he had his mighty army and God went those those steps to wean it down to just the 300 faithful uh, and then he destroyed the enemy. So right. we, we just can't give up on God. Um, he right. hadn't given up on us. Mm -hmm. And you know, there, go ahead. 
Well, John Quincy Adams said this. He says, duty is ours mm -hmm. that's right. and results is God's. Amen. That's right. And so that's why if we just do our duty, I believe God's going to turn this nation around. And some of you I know have been really discouraged by the midterms and all of the things that have happened and just wondering what's the use. But, you know, just like Lance was saying, our responsibility is just to keep fighting and to do this thing. And I believe that God is going to anoint us like he did Gideon and that, praise God, we're turning this around. The Lord spoke to me March the 5th, 2021, that we are already in the third great awakening. And, you know, there's not a lot of things that you're hearing about this on the news media, but I believe it is so. So, you know, I just pray right now. I pray for you. I pray right now that God is just encouraging you. Father, I believe that you are raising up people. For all of the people who aren't taking a stand, Father, I believe that you pull the rug out from Amen. under them and just get them out of the way. I thank you that the middle ground is departing and that people are either getting hot or cold. But that, Father, all of this lukewarmness is gone. We believe that you are raising up people. And I pray for the people that are watching this tonight. That, Father, you would just stir someone up, that you would speak to people who would get out and get involved. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, and for all of these organizations like Turning Point and stuff, I just thank you that you are raising up people and that we are seeing this nation come around. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for mercy. I thank, thank you. you, Father. And we believe that it's going to change in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So if you want to be uh, involved, uh, you know, Turning Point has mul multiple things. You can go to their website. They'll put that address on the screen, and we encourage you to become a part of that. You got any last words here? We only got a minute and a half. Well, thank you all for having me. It's been an honor, and thank you all for promoting what God's done in me and then also with Turning Point. And Do you have your testimony on uh, any kind of thing like they can get it someplace? Well, they're doing another story, a grace encounter on me. It would be the best one to get, but it's not done yet. So have you got some other things on our website about you? There is the, um, the inside story that I did with you, and I think that's it. Do you remember what number that was? 47. Number yeah. Man, that's been a long time ago because yeah. we're now in 110 or 15. Yes. Yeah, but I, I was we still... We only do one a month. I was still rough around the edges then, and so I'm really excited for this and grace. And you are now? Now you're all, now you're all <laughs> polished. I'm a little bit more polished. <laughs> yeah. But this grace encounter, it's, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot better. So oh, that's I'm, awesome. I'm excited when about that. When does that come out? Well, we're not going to film it until April. Okay. So it's so going to be a little be while. Yep. Anyway, thanks, Lance. You're a blessing, yes, brother. You. You're just a trophy of God's grace. So thank you all for joining us. We do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. And remember that tomorrow we got a very special broadcast. And I know many of you don't watch on, on Tuesday night. That's when I normally do my Bible study. But tomorrow we've got all of these guests, Kenneth Copeland, Mike Huckabee, Joni Lamb, uh, Kenneth Copeland, and so many people that are going to be on. And we are going to be just presenting what God is leading us to do here at Karis. And I would really encourage you to go check that out, awmi.net, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We're going to be doing that. Amen. So we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. This is our Truth and Liberty live cast. Thanks again to CTN for carrying this. Thank you all for watching. God bless you, and we'll see you again next Monday night for another Truth and Liberty live cast. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 